So Beth Hughes, welcome to the Globecast. Uh, how are you this morning? I'm great. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is going to be really a lot of fun, I think. I really appreciate you coming in. Um, so tell me a little bit about your career progression, because I feel like it's um, been a really interesting one. I mean, I've known you for a while. Um, you've worked at one of my current clients, and, and now you've moved on from that. So just maybe give me a little bit of a capsule of, of um, kind of where you've come from in your career. Sure, sure. Happy to, Peter. Well, um, strangely or not, uh, I was actually an East Asian studies major as an undergrad um, at Harvard. My first job after that was in a Japanese trading company. Um, and then I decided to go to business school after a couple of years um, and got my MBA at Stanford. And after that, I went into banking, commercial banking, not investment banking. So I went into the banking where you don't make any money. Mm -hmm. And I started off as a lender, uh, including a specialty in understanding and serving nonprofits. Uh, and that then led to various nonprofit board positions from pretty early on in my career. So in my professional life, I've been a lender and a relationship manager for companies and nonprofits, a tech leader, a risk manager, a governance executive, and um, kind of a thread through most of those, a driver of complex change initiatives at um, really three of the world's largest financial institutions. Um, and also I've been a board leader and a trusted financial and strategic advisor to nonprofits in areas like healthcare, mental health, neurodiversity, family and children's services, advocacy and underserved communities. Yeah, so you were doing a lot of this work um, while you were working uh, in banking, you were doing a lot of nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. And so now I'm an, as you know, I'm an independent consultant specializing in helping nonprofits as, as well in, in some cases, mission-driven and social enterprises that are not technically nonprofits. Um, but I, I really work to help them meet their challenges and alongside um, some creative approaches, really teaming that up with solid change management tools to help them really turn problems into opportunities. Uh, that's that's when it gets really beautiful, right? When there's a terrible problem, but you can kind of look through it and say, "Oh, you know what? There might be there might be something great that we can do here." Um, so I, I work a lot in strategy and change initiatives, succession planning, financial and operational strengthening, um, and board governance, including board management relations. So th those are some of the things I'm doing in the nonprofit area now. Cool. And what, um, what do you think, you know, brought you to this decision of going, um, going to a nonprofit, full-time nonprofit consulting? Well, that's, that, that's really the story, right? Um, yeah. Like many, I guess, I faced sort of this epiphany in the spring of 2020. Um, of course, the pandemic had just hit and it was stressing us all, including nonprofits. Um, and these racial and social justice issues were just absolutely, you know, coming to the forefront of everybody's attention. And I just experienced this really deep personal impetus or sort of this internal force that I really needed to take a look at what I was doing 
in the corporate world and make a change to make a positive difference, much more directly connected to my community. It's not that banking doesn't serve the community, but I, I didn't feel what I was doing was doing that in a, in a personally satisfying way that where I could actually see a direct impact, a positive impact on my community. So um, I decided to sort of take, gather up all the financial and governance and risk and change management expertise that I gathered um, through my career and including uh, nonprofit expertise and apply it really exclusively to helping nonprofits. So that's, that's what it was. It was that, uh, that period about a year ago where all of us were just, you know, sort of doing a lot of self-reflection and evaluation, I think. Which for you was, was really, you know, the beginning of something wonderful, like you're where you probably wanted to be for a long time, right? Yeah, I think that's true. I just, you know, how um, when you're, when you're working so many hours, um, working really hard at something, and I, I did, I did love what I was doing. I loved my team. I loved our projects. I loved what we were able to accomplish. We were able to do a lot of really wonderful things um, in my banking career. So, you know, there was nothing negative about that. It was really um, just this need to, like I said, do something that was more tangibly <laughs> um, putting those putting those efforts toward the community. And um, so I, I yes, I think you're right when I really, had that internal force bubble up, it was telling me that that is what I needed to be doing and wanted to be doing. Hmm. Great. And, and how has it been so far? I mean, and has it been really different than sort of the corp corporate world that you were living in? Um, you know, was it everything you expected in terms of nonprofit consulting? Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's never exactly what one expects, right? And plus with the pandemic, nothing was nothing was the way anybody expected. I mean, everything was suddenly suddenly I was trying to, you know, create do this, do this complete career pivot at a time where you couldn't meet in person with anyone. Um, everybody was just trying to figure out what they were going to do. Nonprofits were stressed and trying to figure out if they could even survive. Um, so it was not exactly a really conducive, um, you know, period in which to have had this great revelation. It was, you know, I, I probably would have been a lot smarter to have done it, you know, three years prior or something. But um, nonetheless, that's what it was. It's been, to answer your question, it's been really rewarding. It's been a lot of learning. Um, it's been a lot of stretching. I'm, I'm sort of a natural introvert. Um, and so it's, it's taken me a while to find the sweet spot of, you know, how to really promote um, the efforts I'm trying to offer, um, and still be sort of genuine to myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm, you know, along the, at least I'm going down the right path. Now. So, so that's been really rewarding. Um, and yeah, working, working with nonprofits is really different, but um, it's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, anybody who's worked 
with a nonprofit and uh, Peter, I'm sure you have, and most of your listeners have too, you know, you'll recognize that um, people who work in nonprofits work really hard, really hard. Um, Even though the pay scales in those areas may be considerably less, they're usually working equally as hard as anybody in the for-profit world. Um, So, you know, that's, that's not much of a, you know, that's not much of a change. And um, it's really, it's really refreshing to work with folks who are so mission driven and so clear. There may be a lot of challenges, but they're generally speaking very, very clear about what they're doing and why. And that's really terrific. I enjoy that. That is really terrific. And so what do you think is ahead in in your practice, in your consulting practice now for nonprofits, what do you what do you really want to bring next to a lot of your key clients and, and prospects going forward? Well, um, what we're seeing is a, a lot of attention to um, strategic questions. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of nonprofits are they they have been challenged, um, but there are some also who have been able to uh, be pretty resilient during the pandemic and have been able to do pretty well. So in either case, um, th- th- those strategic questions tend to bubble up about, you know, are we doing, are we, are we approaching our mission um, with the right strategy for the time? Mm-hmm. And if we're really struggling, you know, do we need to be considering um, a different way of really achieving the mission. So, and that could be strategic combinations, that could be merger, that could be all sorts of different, or it could be, you know, a, a different way of looking at their uh, market. Um, the same sorts of things that for-profit um, companies might be facing also in the pandemic. And those that have done, you know, fairly well are thinking, well, you know, um, that, that means that perhaps we should think about how we can expand on how we're serving our mission. Can be, we be doing more? And um, so those kinds of strategic questions come up as well. And um, within that, we've also seen a fair amount of succession planning type of challenges for nonprofits. If they're looking at a strategy and um, they may be still, you know, they they may have a founder who's still really leading the nonprofit. Um, Sometimes it's, it's uh, the founder's um, time to, you know, think about, oh, you know, I'm exhausted. Maybe it's time to think about a succession plan. So those are also areas where there's a fair amount of activity. Cool. Sounds really interesting. And, and like, it, it sounds as though, you know, your career, your corporate career really did help kind of frame this in a way. I mean, you always talk about being a sort of a change architect, but now you can really, you know, the change that you're affecting is really having a huge impact, much, much bigger impact in the world, I would say. Well, maybe I, I hope so, at least a little bit. But I, you know, it, it's I'm I'm only sort of the the helper, right? The ones who are really making the change are the nonprofits who are, you know, doing the work. But I, I get your point, and I appreciate you brought up the change architect um, term because I, I use that to describe myself because I I have a really 
um, clear and specific view on how to make change successful. And um, what I mean by being a change architect is like an architect, before you ever begin to build anything or start making any actual changes, it's much more um, effective and <laughs> going to result in much more success if you go way back to the beginning and really peel back to, okay, what are we trying to achieve and why? Mm -hmm. And often the solutions that have come to the fore first and just popped up and everybody kind of gloms onto them and says, oh yeah, that's what we should do. Um, if you really get thoughtful about it, uh, and, and Peter, you'll recognize that this happens a lot in the corporate environment too, right? Is uh, I, in my corporate career, there were, I can't tell you how many times as a change initiative leader, I was asked to come in and fix a situation where there had been a big challenge and kind of the, the, the first inclination of how it was going to be fixed just sort of took root and people ran with it only to find a year or more and many thousands or even more of dollars having been expended that that actually that solution doesn't doesn't address the problem or doesn't fully address it and so that at, at that point is when i was often called in to say okay this is really a mess can you please you know, fix it. And fixing it doesn't mean starting from there. It really means going, going to the origin of the problem and saying, okay, like I, like I said a minute ago, what, what are we trying to, what is the real problem? What are we trying to fix? What are the constraints in the organization, the goals we need to meet for any internal or external stakeholders? Um, what are the all the possible solutions that we need to think about and consider? And, you know, you discord a lot of them right away, but thinking very, very carefully well before you put anything like an architect would draw anything on paper, it's understand what we're building and why. Hmm. You have to have that foundation before you start. And then, yes, then you develop plans and you work with stakeholders and vet them and make sure that you know, that's really the right path. And you then have to apply all those, um, you know, skillful change management practices to make it happen. But um, yeah, so, so my view of being a change architect is encompassing all of that and not just starting with the solution that somebody hands you and say, says, go build this. Yeah, yeah, I certainly understand how that works. <laughs> and I knew you would. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's the core of consulting, right, that we run into that. Do you think it's tougher um, and almost more painful to have those conversations with your clients when it's a nonprofit where it can be, you know, much more personal, right? I mean, because it's attached to, to causes that people feel like, I'm doing this, I need to do this, this is why I get up in the morning. And that can be the same for a job, but it's, it does seem like it could be way more personal sometimes to kind of run into that discussion where you have to go back to a client and say, well, I know you thought it was gonna be solved this way, but it turns out, you know, do you think yeah. that's a difficult discussion in the nonprofit? Yeah, well, you know, I think it, 
it really depends on the personalities involved, like so many things. There are some, you know, more than whether it's nonprofit or for-profit, people are invested, right, for, for various reasons. And um, there's just as much politics in either one. And, you know, ego and personal um, commitments in either one. Um, so, yes, you're right. Uh, you know, part of as an independent consultant, part of our skill set has to be, you know, how to um, honestly and tactfully um, talk about those situations. And um, so that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's why it's not necessarily an easy job, but it's very rewarding when it when it works. Yeah. So tell yeah. me about that. Like, where, where is this taking you now in your life? You know, as you as you as you look forward, um, you know, how is this shaping your life, this, this new work that you're doing? Well, it, you know, as an independent consultant, it's really different, right? You, you have to bring in your own work. It's, uh, well, you know, if, if you think about it in one way in a corporate environment, it's sort of the same. You can't just sit around and expect, um, you know, all good things to come to you. But it's much more immediate in a consulting role. And I think that's true for nonprofit or for-profit consultants. But, um, you know, you, 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 in my case, I think it's been great because um, it's, it's part of the learning and uh, stretching. I've, I've had to really say to myself, you know, it's okay that you are now specializing in this and you're not going to be, you're not going to have the time and resources to also follow everything that's happening in the financial institutions world, right? My focus has now shifted almost entirely to the nonprofit world, but there's just as many daily journals and, you know, uh, news and, you know, keeping up to date on all the new developments and webinars and, you know, uh, books to read and methodologies to to understand um, as there were in you know my banking um, career. So um, I've had to say, yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna really focus on this, and I have to make a choice. Yep. Um, but that's great because I really, you know, I'm really enjoying. Um, focusing on the nonprofit and philanthropic worlds and the mission-driven and social enterprises. One of the really cool things I just started to do earlier this year is um, to mentor a social entrepreneur through a, an incubator. Um, I'm co-mentoring it. This program is at the Miller Center at Santa Clara University, and it, um, it tracks social entrepreneurs from all over the globe. And um, they have a very detailed program and curriculum that they use to help these social entrepreneurs who may be in very early stage in their, in their venture. Um, but anyway, so um, each of the social entrepreneurs, once they're narrowed down from, I think, three or 400 applications to maybe 30, um, they are assigned to mentors to help them go through their um, curriculum um, and learn about, you know, how to 
succeed as a social entrepreneur. So um, that's been really rewarding. I've really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, so I've been able to do some of those kinds of pro bono things that, um, you know, I, in the, in the um, corporate grind, I just didn't have as much time for. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. So in that same vein, uh, for somebody coming into um, nonprofit kind of consultation, mm -hmm. what advice would you, would you give other, I mean, maybe there's somebody like yourself who is in banking or in some other, you know, sort of private industry, but really wants to break out and become like a nonprofit consultant, what would you say about that path? And what would you recommend for people? Well, um, I think it would be really important to understand, you know, why and, and what their objective is, um, as well as to think about what they need to do to prepare themselves. Mm -hmm. um, because, Nonprofit management is very different. I and mean, there are some similarities, obviously, but there are some real differences. And um, I mean, even the financial statements for somebody who's used to looking at for-profit financial statements, if you look at the financials of a nonprofit, you're going to be mystified because there's fund accounting and other, you know, um, uh, <laughs> uh, characteristics that are really you know, specific to nonprofits and uh, the um, obligations of the nonprofit uh, as far as, you know, their legal obligations, their um, community obligations and so on. You really need to take some time to learn about what a non nonprofit is and does. Um, so it, you know, it, it's, I think that's um, one of the things that, helped me is because I had worked with nonprofits as a, as a, as a financial advisor, as a lender and so forth. I was very, very familiar and having been on nonprofit boards um, through a lot of periods of, you know, their growth and various challenges that they face. I've been able to see that kind of stuff firsthand. And um, you, you can take courses in nonprofit management. And I would highly advise that because um, you need to, you know, you need to have the credibility. And then I would also encourage um, subscribing to some of the um, industry journals that are, you know, important for nonprofits and just kind of get really into what's going on in the nonprofit world, take webinars. There's lots and lots of resources that can help you um, get a handle on um, what nonprofits are doing, what their challenges are, um, what kinds of solutions might be successful, and so forth. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, I can just say that, you know, having listened to you, Beth, um, I think the nonprofits are out there in the world are very lucky to have you as their advisor. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much, Peter. I think I'm lucky to be, uh, to be able to serve. That's that's giving me a lot of uh, a lot of pleasure nowadays. Wonderful. Well, thanks for coming on the Globecast. Thank you so much, Peter. It was a pleasure talking with you. Take care. Thank you.